Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joseph Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Always good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you again. We're uh, discussing the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics, and we've been discussing the Ten Commandments, and uh, the last couple of days and today we're going to continue our discussion on the Fifth Commandment, Thou Shalt Not Kill. And uh, the UCAT asks in question 388, how important is health? Well, of course, health is very important. We all treasure it very much. People say if you have your health, then you have everything. And we do that, but sometimes we don't really take good care of ourselves. Because some, all of us can be a little bit uh, careless about some of the things we do. But it is important that we try to maintain a healthy lifestyle and do the best we can. None of us is perfect. Some people get really carried away with it. But it, it has to be something that, uh, within reason, that we can, you know, uh, take good care of ourselves and see the doctor when we need to and things like that. Pay attention to the signs that our bodies sometimes give us. Mm-hmm. So if we overdo something like whether it's eating or smoking or alcohol or whatever, we're, we're committing a sin because we're actually offending God by not right. taking because proper we're care not, of ourselves. It's again, his gift, it's his gift to us. It's a precious gift. Somebody gives you something precious, you really want to take care of it. So question 389 asks, why is it a sin to take drugs? The harm that drugs can do to our bodies, not just our bodies, but our mental health and the stability and our, our good judgment. You know, you're off on a, a high or something like that. You're not using good judgment. People do all kinds of crazy things, and they can end up hurting people. So it's not just what I'm doing. Some people say, well, it's my body, and I can do what I want with it. And But even that isn't really true, because it's not your body. It's not your life. It's the life God gave you. And so to take drugs and abuse them can be harmful to society, to the people around us, and to ourselves, spiritually, psychologically, and physically. So it's, it's never a good idea, because it doesn't, I've never seen it help anybody, mm-hmm. or, or improve anybody's life. All they end up with is more problems than they had to begin with. So what you're really talking about, Father, is actually taking responsibility for what we do, and making sure that the choices that we make are in line with God's will and pleasing to God, so that as opposed to, you know, I'm an American, I'm independent, it's my life, I can do whatever I want. Right, yeah. And and people don't, I don't believe people take drugs just uh, for the heck of it. They're usually trying to cover something over, trying to escape from something some difficulty or some feelings or something they're trying to make themselves happy but again it just doesn't work it's not going to happen it may happen for a very short period of time but 
it's going to wear off and you're going to be left with that problem and more problems. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a hu- I know it's a huge problem in our country today. Yeah. And I, I actually have some family members that have struggled with it, so I know what you're saying. Me too. I know what you mean. So uh, question 390 and 391 talks about, is it permissible to experiment on a live human being? And, and what about organ donation? Well, it's not to to expend, experiment on a live human being, of course, has to be done with complete uh permission and knowledge of of all the possible uh, ramifications sometimes that can be good for the wider society but it's not something that is done on someone who is unwilling or unknowledgeable about what's going on uh organ donation is is okay the church has no problem with that as long as that person has really has has died uh you have to be careful sometimes i think some places can get a little cross that line, you know. So um, you have to be careful of what's going on. Family members have to be more vigilant sometimes with that moment of death, and then it's okay. But it's a, it's a very noble thing if that's what you are comfortable with. You don't have to do it. It's not required by any teaching of instruction of the church, but it's something that is, is okay. Okay. So question 392 asks, what sorts of acts violate the human right to bodily integrity? Well, there's all kinds of things. Violent acts, kidnapping, uh, rape, all kinds of violent things like that, taking people and holding them hostage. Big problem in the world today when people aren't, are becoming a little more aware of it, but not very much, is human trafficking. That people are being taken especially women, and they are sold into slavery. There, you'd be surprised that I'm hearing more and more about that. Uh, People, women taken, and they they clean a hotel, and then they're taken away. They're, They're not free. They are slaves. And this is being done in our country. Uh, there are people who just disappear. How many times we see that people disappear? You know, where are they going? You know, they're being used, and this is absolutely and totally immoral. This is wrong. We have freedom. We have a right to that freedom. So we have to be careful. I mean, be be aware of it anyway. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Question 393 of the UCAT asks, how do Christians assist someone who is dying? Most importantly, through prayer and giving them comfort as best they can. Whether that comes through medicine sometimes, uh, even drugs that, that can ease their pain and comfort them, but not to the point where it can hasten their death. Mm-hmm. So they have to be, always be careful about that. Sometimes it can be a little bit too much is going to hasten death. But we're trying to, again, try to be comfortable, trying to comfort them. Again, our objective can't be to eliminate all suffering. I don't think that's that's fair. That person's suffering, we can use that, they can use that, and we need to know that when when we are suffering. What whether it's just in daily life, I get a bad headache, what do I do? You know, you run for the aspirin. Sometimes, you know, those those aches and pains, we we'll just kind of work through it. 
and especially if there's a, a pain as a result of of a sickness that we can't relieve. People have uh, chronic pains that they can't. So what do you do with it? You know, people get addicted to drugs treating that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's a very dangerous thing. But we also have to add that spiritual dimension that we unite our sufferings with the sufferings of Christ on the cross. We offer those sufferings up for people who have forsaken God, who have left the church, who have left the sacraments to bring them back. I've heard lots of stories where people offer their pain and suffering up for a person in their family who has drifted away from God. That brings that can bring them back, and it's, it's happened. It does happen. Mother Teresa said that suffering is a gift. It is. And again, when I first heard that, it made absolutely no sense to me. I says, I, I spent my whole life avoiding suffering. Why? How yeah. can it be a gift? But, but you bring up a great point. The church is teaching on redemptive suffering where we can utilize the suffering in our own lives. Instead of running away from it, we need to embrace it, thank, thank God for it, and then use it as a tool for not only our redemption, but as you mentioned, others. the redemption of others uh, that we care about, maybe even somebody that we don't know. Right. But as St. Paul said, that our sufferings make up for what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. And he's not saying that what Christ did wasn't good enough. He's not saying that. But what he's saying is uniting your sufferings to his suffering. We look at the crucifix. We see the sufferings of Jesus. And if we're suffering, we can unite that to him. As you know, a few years ago, I was very sick and near death. And there was a lot of that in my own mind and heart. What do I do with this? What's God asking me to do? I never, you know, I don't have any recollection of ever saying, oh, you know, why me? Why why is this happen? I need, you know, I need more pills or something. I need it. I just said, I remember the things that I said in my prayer was, whatever gives him the glory. That's how I tried to approach it. And that helped me a great deal. And and the prayers of many, many people, I'm sitting here today. You came back stronger than ever, Father, and it's good to have you here. Uh, Question 394 asks, how do Christians treat the corpse of someone who has died? Same thing as a great respect. This is is that person, you know. Uh, Just because the soul has left the body doesn't mean that that is not important anymore. Because that body will rise. That is who that person is. That was who God created, body and soul. And even though death, because of original sin, causes the separation of body and soul for a while, doesn't mean we treat the body with any less respect. It still is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And one day will rise again when Jesus comes back. So we retreat it with respect. The church for many years was totally opposed to cremation. That was not good. And even today, if it's done to contradict the teachings of the church, it's, it is forbidden. But we allow it for mainly for economic reasons, mm-hmm. not for convenience sake, but for economic reasons. So, if, you know, if a person has the insurance and things are taken care of, that body should be brought to the church for the funeral mass. The body should be present. We incense the body. We pray over the body. That's a very important part of that whole farewell. Viewing a corpse 
viewing our loved ones, paying respects, is a real important part of a, a spiritual and psychological journey of how we cope with death itself. Mm -hmm. So it is important. We don't scatter the ashes. That's a, not, a, not a good idea ever. And even if we do cremate, those ashes must be buried uh, in, in a proper place and taken care of, not left at home on the mantle or in a closet or spread out on Grandpa's favorite place where he liked to go. We don't spread ashes. That's not that's forbidden. Okay. Our last question is: Must Christians be pacifists? Well, not must be, but there's again there's a fine line there. There is a whole idea of a just war. If we're fighting against evil, then we sometimes have to fight. Jesus did say, "Turn the other cheek," but that's not the same thing as letting people take over and ruin the lives of millions and millions of people, subjugating them to, to tyranny. There's mm -hmm. a whole different idea there. So we try to be pacifists. We try to use everything in our means to bring peace by negotiations, by working for justice. That's, that's very important. You can't have peace without justice, and that's what is lacking in a lot of the places where there are wars. There is no justice. We work for justice. Pope Paul VI, if you want justice, if you want peace, work for justice. Okay, well said, Father. We've been listening to Father Joe Labick from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. And this has been your host, Tim Perry, for Living Bread Radio and Faith with Father. Until next time, God loves you more than you can even imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.